0: Welcome to another episode of In It to Learn. We are the Woodbridge School Community Informational Podcast, brought to you by your school librarians, Mrs. Dan Can and Mrs. Kim. In today's episode, we are delighted to welcome a local business owner and big supporter of our community. Ms. Radhika Bajaj. Ms. Bajaj is one of the owners of Bookworm Central in Manassas, and we hope you enjoy our conversation with her as much as we did. There you go,
1: man. Thank you. Today our guest is This is Radhika Bahaj. Ms. Bahaj is an independent business owner whose mission began with the wish to benefit and positively impact children's lives, both in the now and in their futures, by providing easy access to quality books. Ms. Bahaj is the owner of Bookworm Central, which is located in Manassas and is an active member of supporting the Prince William County School community. Welcome,
0: Welcome, Ms. Bajaj. Thanks for being with us today.
1: Thank you, ladies. It's lovely being here with you. One thing we like to do first is get to know you a little bit better. And we love hearing from our guests um, about where you grew up and
2: where you went to middle school. Uh, sure. So I grew up in India, part of a military family. So really yeah. lived all over India. Uh, didn't kind of spend all of my childhood in just one city, uh, which is... Oftentimes what people do, they kind of grow up in the same uh, city going from, um, you know, to the same school with the same friends. So grew up in India as part of a military family that was, um, you know, traveling pretty much every three years. We would be in a new uh, location within India.
0: That is fascinating that to me seems like it presents a lot of challenges from one military family <laughs> to another did you like going to school and in particular did
2: you like that new school every few years um i think at the time when you're uh, moving from school to school it's just your way know, of life and you're part of a military family. You don't think about it as much, or at least I didn't. Um, it was more an adventure that, oh, we just get to move every few years and how wonderful we get to make new friends. And we were really encouraged to stay in touch with friends from previous station where uh, we had lived. So different cities, we over time had a family of friends all over uh, in the cities where we had been to. So it kind of added a, a sense of adventure to our life. And yes, I also looked forward to the new schools because it was kind of gave you an opportunity to constantly reinvent yourself and, you know, carry with you the growth that you had experienced at your previous school and take all this uh, fun and learning with you to a different place and apply it and see how it works. Um, so I I kind of look back and, you know, I laugh at my children sometimes because they really think that I had a the most adventurous childhood. And I think part of it was because <laughs> We got an opportunity to be with so many different people from uh, different um, uh, cities, and just you know to kind of uh, fill you in. India is interesting in the sense that it has um, many different languages. So even if you just move away, you know, 500 kilometers, uh, you, you could be experiencing a very different culture and a very different language. Um, so that in itself was um a very interesting um way of growing up uh, that you were still in the same country, but but the but the 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 sense was that you now had come to a very different place with um different people, different kind of culture, and sometimes even the language was different.
0: What an adventure. I'm um, so. So bringing you here today, do you think your background um, growing up that way and, and even that time that we would consider our, our middle school grade levels, that that helped you get to the point where you are today? And, and how did you get to where you are today from India to Manassas, Virginia?
2: So I, I do want to touch on the middle school a bit because I do know your students are in middle school. So um, right around sixth grade, I, I moved from a small city called Jabalpur, uh, which is in central India and came to the capital. Like most capitals of different countries, you know, that's, that's where all the action is. It's a modern environment, it's progressive. And coming from a small town, uh, even though uh, the education is very similar, uh, because I was transitioning from, um, you know, a similar kind of academic environment, but just the the world around was a little bit different, and it took some assimilation. And I know the middle school years for uh, many of us are interesting uh, and 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 sometimes hard because we are transforming into um, into uh, you know our own selves. Uh, we we are not getting as much instructions from teachers and parents and uh, you know generally families, so you're kind of finding yourself. Um, it was an interesting time for me because when I moved to Delhi, um, I, I firstly came uh, into a school uh, where my sister was no longer in the same school as me. So my <laughs> eldest sister stayed on to finish her education in Jabalpur and I came to uh, to New Delhi. So it was the first time that I wasn't somebody's um, sister. I was... Um, I was myself. I was, I had to kind of form my own identity. I couldn't tag along with anybody and say, "Oh, that's so-and-so's little sister. So I had to kind of find my feet for the first interesting time, as I said, because you're kind of trying to, uh, you know, assert your own personality, uh, kind of uh, d- define, you know, who you're going to become. So, So they were very interesting years, but they were, they were prior to that, School was just a lot of fun. You know, you moved from city to city every three years. You met new people. You learned new things. You uh, left that place having friends that you kind of some of them that you stayed in touch with for life. But middle school was was uh, was difficult. It was a time when um, uh, you know the city was bigger. Um, the 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 social expectations were different. There was no big sister to look after me anymore. So it was kind of. Finding myself, uh, you know, the sixth through eighth grade uh, was a, was a time of discovering myself. And to answer your question, um, did it define who I eventually uh, became? I think I think every aspect of your life and every usual, sometimes difficult, sometimes hard, they really contribute in making you who you eventually become. So in, in response to your question, did that have an impact on who I am today? Um, I, I think it does. Um, they were also the years when I really, I, we, we were always encouraged to read, and um, you know we, we spent a lot of time in, in places that had books, be they uh, the libraries or bookstores. Uh, Our family encouraged that. We had a a very good collection of books in the home that traveled with us from city to city. Um, But those were the years when I think I really started um, through, just out of need, um, uh, started exploring more. Um, And I think it was um, something that then just continued with me through life. But I think it was my middle school years that really defined that for me.
1: I love the background and you specifically talking about middle school because you know our middle schoolers are listening right now. So we want to talk a little bit about your business, Bookworm Central, which Miss Van Cana and myself know quite a bit about um, because it's a bookstore. It's more than a bookstore. So why do you think bookstores are important?
2: I, I think all places that have books in them are important. So libraries are important. Bookstores are important. And I think because um, I I, I think it has less to do with the location and more to do what they hold. So I think it's really the books that are important. And uh, to me, books were important as a military child, as somebody who traveled from place to place, because my favorite books could go with me. And they kind of grounded me, even if I was in a difficult situation. It was like my... Comfort go to even if you had a difficult day at school and um, you know the people that you wanted to be friends with were not being nice to you. Special book to come back home to it has uh, less to do with where these books are housed. So uh, talking about bookworm, um, it is actually a book distributorship. It didn't start start off that way. Uh, when I moved from New York to uh, Virginia. Uh, I was a first time mother. I had a a, a small baby and, um, you know, we, I, I got back to uh, just reading a lot with her. Um, so it kind of, I was finding all these wonderful books that I didn't grow up with. And now I was getting a chance to expose my daughter to them. And, um, you know, it's, it's how you attract like-minded people during that time. I met a lot of Um, mothers in a a baby and me group that were and we would all this talk about what we were reading with our children and I was finding all this wonderful children's literature and I said wow wouldn't it be great to share these great books I'm finding for my daughter and share them with other children so it really did not start off as a book just to be off more as a as, as a function of curating books and sharing them with other people in the community. It was uh, very gradually that people who were uh, reading with their children, what I was sharing with them either through their preschool program, I said, oh, I don't know where to find these books. And this was all pre-Amazon days or the e-commerce mm-hmm. days when you couldn't kind of get on your computer and find a book. So people said, where can I find these? Because I went to the local store, but I couldn't find this book. They didn't carry it. So slowly it became if I was going to come and share books with people, I had to bring the books with me so, because then they would want them after I talked about them. And, and, and that's how that was kind of the state from which Book One was born. It was really less uh, designed as a business and more uh, something that I was just doing as the course of living my own life and um, just getting involved with people who had similar interests. Uh, we got on the radar for some of the school division to them, and we, we had to make a decision, what do we do now? And at that point in time, we decided we were not going to, I was not going to open a bookstore, a conventional bookstore. I, I really wanted to lay the footprint for it to reach a larger group of children. I, I wanted it to not just be that I was um, only touching the people, uh, the people in one community. I wanted it to be far-reaching, and um, so we decided it was going to be a distributorship, but then not a typical one. We decided we were going to do book fairs because one of the things that was really important to me was reaching the eventual um, consumer. So. So to say, the person who would eventually read and benefit and and love this book, I wanted to reach them directly without any middleman. The parent, <laughs> I wanted them to find these books at their school book fair, and and not be directed or instructed on they should be reading what they can read. I wanted them to just on their own, barely um, uh, buy them because uh, we we all different stages in life, and having done this for as long as I have a. I've come to learn from students that at one point in their life, they may enjoy a particular genre, but then at another point, in a different grade, they're enjoying something very different. And that's the beauty of book fairs, that when they come into your schools, you can can really browse without having to necessarily buy everything, (laughs) but the exposure to books... And, and different genres and different uh, books from different, uh, by diverse authors and illustrators. I mean, just finding those books and bringing them to children is is, is really a true joy. So it's a not it's not typically a bookstore, but it does house what I said is the most important ingredient, which is books. It doesn't matter whether we put them in a warehouse or a beautiful um, a store on Park Avenue, books are books and they're wonderful wherever they are. So.
0: Uh, Ms. Bajaj, I, um, I'm so happy you shared that connection you had um, with bringing books to your friends. And that's what you're still doing, just on such a more diverse <laughs> and bigger level that we appreciate. And um, you're right, when the book fair comes into the school, it is a magical spot for everybody. But I must tell you, as someone that's had the um, privilege of going out to the warehouse to shop and hang out... <laughs> It's magical there too. So wherever you have uh, that number of books and that wonderful book smell wafting through, yeah, that's magic for us librarians, that's for sure.
2: (laughs) So um, yes, there is something about the smell of books, and especially new books when they first come. I, I always laugh at bookworm. It's always a holiday, you know. It's always Christmas because they're always opening up new books and discovering new books. And, um, initially when the company started, you know, uh, the partners, I, uh, there is a partner, there are two other partners in Bookworm, both of them joined me after I founded the company as a, as a corporate organization, not as just somebody who was to the love of their heart when it join me. And then after seven or eight years, our second partner who had expertise in technology joined us mm-hmm. because, uh. Uh, Pre-Amazon, I had this vision of creating a virtual book fair where people could buy and browse books at any time of the day or night on their computers. So we we brought a technology partner in. Uh, But um, yes, there is something wonderful about being a part of a, a process that constantly connects books and children. I mean, that to me at this point is probably the most beautiful aspect of my business. That every day, the work that we do has a direct impact on many lines. And that is truly a, a, a very rewarding feeling.
0: It is so nice to have your business in this community and, and to know you, the, the actual store owner, you know, in our community and learning about Bookworm Central and your journey to becoming that store owner. And I bet that has inspired more than one of our students to take another look at what they love. And what they love doing and thinking hmm i wonder how i can put that into my life in the future so that's really exciting to think about and and to be able to make that connection with the real life and and what you do to earn your living and being able to love it so thank you so much for being with us today and um, of course, if we, if we have just a couple more minutes of your time, please, what are you reading right now, Ms. Bajaj?
2: So I, um, you know, because we curate children's books, uh, right now I'm focused on building a program. There's a program within Book One called Book Connect, Book at a Time. And our focus um, area right now, what I'm working on, so I am deeply entrenched in these 10 picture books right now uh. and have no time to look at anything else to distract me from the building of this program. Uh, they are books that are all centered around diversity and inclusion. And it is uh, it is a capsule that we are building called Celebrating Diversity and Inclusion because they think it weighs in a minute. So um, the, the books that, we are, that I'm reading right now are 10 picture books because we are building our whole program around them. But I have two, actually three books that I have sitting on my um, bedside that are waiting (laughs) to be read this holiday (laughs) season. One of them is The Man in My Basement. It's by uh, Walter Mosley. Have either one of you read that? No. No. It sounds good. It's a a national bestseller and has won many awards. Uh, The other one is actually a very interesting one called normal stocks mm-hmm. and it's uh, how to live learn and thrive outside the lines um so it is um about neurodiversity and how you know people process information and their environment very differently uh so i'm really looking forward to reading that again um the the piece that i'm working on the picture books right now the 10 picture books we are we are that i said we were entrenched in normal sucks kind of springboards from that because it talks about living outside the line and the third one that i don't have my hands on yet but i know it's in our warehouse that i want to <laughs> get out for um the holidays is educated have either one of you read that yes yeah? yes so, yes, I so those that. are the three books that i'm hoping to read over i'm hoping to read over winter break.
0: Um, we read Educated as part of one of the book clubs I'm in, and we read it along with um, Hillbilly Elegy, which is a movie right now as well. Ron Howard directed it. But um, mm-hmm. it does not, uh, you know, movies change what the focus is, and, and the book has a different focus, I think. So. Um, So I definitely, I wouldn't recommend the movie, but the book I would. Yeah. And it was a nice compliment to Reading Educated.
1: Well, thank you so much for sharing with us. Yes. Thank you so much for joining our podcast today. I think our community is going to enjoy listening to this and we've enjoyed our conversation with you. Well, likewise. I love being with you ladies today. And thank you so much for having me. Oh my goodness. Our total pleasure. (laughs) Bye.
0: Bye. 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 And thank you once again for spending time with our podcast, In It To Learn. What a pleasure it is to be able to sit down and have conversations with people in our community. And even though we're working hard in the library all the time, these are the kind of things that we miss and we know you miss too. And we are uh, privileged and honored to be able to bring it to you this way. So we love spending time with you And we hope you'll tune in again next time.